Everybody, you're not tuning into your podcast with your girl, Neat Baby. That is Brent Fias and his Brent Fias mix I am listening to on YouTube. And that was probably the wrong start song to start off with today, but we're gonna get jiggy with it. So, um, to dive right in, I want to talk about Jane Elliott, Jay Elliott, for a second. If you haven't heard or don't know who Jane Elliott is, please go to YouTube and look up any of her documentaries. Go to TikTok, go to Instagram, look at all her Zoom interviews, look at everything that she has been talking about. She started off as a third grade teacher in Ohio and end up being a master professor and educator in all that she does. So if y'all don't know, now you know, we're going to be talking about Jane Elliott in the beginning of this podcast and then we're going to end it with our rabbit hole. So I was taking notes on one of the interviews that she just did um, and in the interview, uh, it was held on, on YouTube by Cornell Germain. Cornell Germain is his name. Um, if you all are into different interviews like that, he is a good person to go listen to, a black man to go support. Make sure you go subscribe to his YouTube channel. It is Cornell Germain. Please make sure you go subscribe to him. Um, yesterday on the podcast, I kind of broke down what she said an educator is. And she said a lot of people call themselves teachers and um, ministers and things of that nature. But she considers herself to be an educator. And in this uh, Zoom interview she had with uh, Cornell, she explained what educator was. So we're going to break it down today. If you have your pens and papers and you are able to keep up with the notes, please make sure you keep up. She said educator is a good meaning. She said, we often don't break down the root, the prefix, and the suffixes of things. She said, the root of educator comes from duck du which means to lead. The prefix E stands for out. The suffix A-T-E means acts of. The suffix O-R means one who does. She also, she also said, the definition of educator is one who is engaged in the act of leading people out of ignorance, Ashe. I'm going to say that again. The definition for educator is one who is engaged in the act of leading people out of ignorance. Ashe, she said, Columbus did not discover America. She said over 2,000, over 2,010 years before Columbus was even a gleam in his mother's womb, the American lands was found. She said, we need to start teaching and changing that black history does not start with slavery. Jane Elliott then proceeded to say that the DRs use mental, mental the doctors use men, men, metal instruments, I'm sorry, that she said the doctors use metal instruments over a thousand years before Jesus was born and before Jesus was even mentioned. Is that shocking to you that there's nothing new under the sun? She said again, and I repeat, Jane, El Jane Elliott said the doctors use metal instruments thousands of years before Jesus was born. Ashe, 
There is nothing new under the sun. We often talk and we often teach and educate people on there being nothing new under the sun. There is nothing new under the sun. iPhones, tablets, computers, cars, electronics, anything that we use to use as a power source, it is nothing new under the sun, Ashe. She says, the United States of America is not the true name of just America. She said the Americas is the whole America. She said if you pull up the map, it's America, it's North, uh, North America, it's South America. And she said everything that is above in that area is indeed the Americas. So a Canada is considered to be a part of the Americas. She said that U.S. America is where we live. We are in the United States of America. She said what I do not like about the United States is the fact that their motto is injustice and liberty and injustice for all. She said for people of color, the minority, the black people, the black skinned people have no liberty and have no justice in the United States of America. Then she went off talking about Trump. And she said, Trump admired Adolf Hitler. We all know about Adolf Hitler. We all know about what Adolf Hitler did. She said, but Richard Nixon wrote a book called, Richard Nixon said to the people, I'm trying to save the White House for you white people. She stated that Richard Nixon said this. I'm going to repeat what Richard Nixon said. He said, I am trying to save the White House for you white people. She then went on to say that George Washington owned slaves, but we will not learn about George Washington owning slaves because they don't want that to be a part of history. Anybody that knows how slavery works, the last name that we all inherited are the last names of our slave owners, Boyd, Johnson, Smith, Washington, Jenkins, and so on and so forth, Scott and Brown. Uh, anything that you can think of your name and your last name is not your last name. It comes from the family or the owner of the slave master. She said in this book called The New Jim Crow, I advise everybody to go buy this by Michelle Alexander. It is called again. Uh, the book is called The New Jim Crow, New Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander. She said it and reinstated reinstituted slavery with the prison system we often talk about how the prison system excuse me in certain school systems are indeed fact built in the same sense of slavery she said she uh she did the brown eyed and blue eyed project uh by judging of the eyes so that way her students can understand understand and overstand i say the meaning to be judged by the color of your skin or be judged by the the color of your hair or be judged by something that you're born as you're born into this world as a black person and it sucks that we have to constantly go around this world being judged you know what i'm saying being talked down on being everything that we are and she said white people will be the numerical minority in 30 years when she said white people will be the, Amer the uh, America's new minority in 30 years, that's when uh, the abortion laws played in. A lot of people was looking at abortion like, oh, man, they trying to make us not have our own rights. They trying to take all women's rights. They always doing it to, for the women. Little did we know 
that the abortion laws that are trying to be taken place and still are being fought right now came for white women. The abortion laws was only for white women. Let's break it down. She said, Ben Wattenberg in 1987, a brilliant Jewish male, an educator, a teacher, not an educator, she says, and the first chapter in the first page in the first paragraph, he said, the major problem with the United States today is there aren't enough white babies being born. If we don't change this and change it soon, America white Americans white people will be a numerical minority in this country and it will no longer be a white man's land. Okay? It says in 1987, 60% babies who were aborted were aborted from white women. White Caucasian women aborted these children. If we could keep that 60% alive, that will resolve our birth dearth. There's three ways we can resolve our birth dearth. Abortion, increase the number of immigrants that can come in, but we don't want to increase the number of immigrants that come in because the amount of number of immigrants that come in are people of color. Or pay women to have babies. We can't pay all women to have babies because we have to pay all women of all races to have babies. And then he stated and gave this information to the presidents. So this Jewish man, this Jewish man wrote a book Okay, he wrote a book and he gave it to all of the presidents. Now, we know that Trump Dilliumpty did not read this book. You know, somebody told him about this book. And one of his old uh, assistants in the White House, he quit when Trump came in office, said that Trump slept with a book in his dresser on the side of his bed. And the book was... Uh, the New World Order by... Adolf Hitler and Trump studied this book and when Trump became in office he used this book to again try to do what Adolf Hitler did in in those times in his reign in the United States Trump once said you can't let brown brown skinned people in they reproduce too rapidly trying to keep women white women from having abortions tried to replicate Hitler. And this is another book she mentioned is when at times the mob is swayed by Burt Newborn. When at times the mob is swayed by Burt Newborn, it states that Trump decided to get this book from Adolf Hitler, The New World Order, and study it. That's what the name of the book is called. We need to start reading these books, Ashe. Okay, the reign of Adolf Hitler was between 1933 and 1945. And then, yet and still, people of color went and voted for Trump. She said, racism is taught. It's a taught behavior. It is a taught belief. So how can we unteach? So that's when she came up with her blue eyes and brown eyes effect. And um, she then went on to talk about um, Dwight Eisenhower. And I wanted to just share that with you all because black women, you know, we are very proud when we get pregnant. We are very, very highly of ourselves. Even if it's a mistake or if it's unknown to us, we then nurture ourselves to be able to nurture um, our children and be a good mother and be a good parent to our child. And we do um, often reproduce rapidly and it's over 7.5 billion people or maybe even 8 billion people in the world today and I want all my melanated people to know that we make up 75 almost 87 percent 75 to 87 percent of the world and the reason abortions was brought upon um, as a thing 
it was for white women because white women, um, statistically, if you want to speak statistics, but you can make up statistics. If you want to talk about real actual numbers, 60% of white women out of 30% of black women went and got abortions in the times of 1987 up until they were able to try to take abortions away from us. I shame. I shame. So I did my full 10 minutes of that, and that's what I wanted to break down with y'all. We finna continue into uh, part eight of our rabbit hole right quickly. Um, part eight of our rabbit hole, we uh, we are in the classroom of the Anunnaki, and Victoria has to go over a purification. So if you don't know, you're about to know all the Anunnaki guys, 1111 Ashe, we're in alignment. All the Anunnaki's gods have to go through purifications. We ourselves, when we are going into everlasting life, we have to go through purifications. If indeed we want to learn more and go to different deities and gods and goddesses to guide us and help us in our everlasting life, we can do so, Ashe. So, Victoria says she has to go through purification, and she's getting told this to by the apprentice. So, he said, you'll be going through a purification ritual. Why? Victoria asked. All the Anunnaki students are required to purify the, their bodies before their orientation or their regular course of studies. Lots of people do. You might remember that the Jewish scribes since the earliest times had to purify their body before adding the name of God to the Torah. It is the same principle. The only difference is that our purification does more than purify the body. The substance we use purifies the mind and spirit as well. It is a it's all very pleasant. Is it like the Jewish makava? So this is Victoria asking. Is this like the Jewish makva? They have these communal baths that women visit much like a swimming pool where they purify themselves each month. No, ours is private. Each student must purify his or her own being alone. So if we did it together, the mixing of the impurities might produce a barrier to proper purification. And we talk about spiritual baths. We talk about spiritual baths. We talk about milk baths, and roses, rose petals, and different organic herbs and oils to place in your baths at once or twice a month or during the times of the full moon or the new moon to purify yourselves. And this is basically telling us that we are doing it right. Okay, and it says, incidentally, remember the essence and these Judaic sect members of the Second Temple era. At first, they used our style for purification, but at time went by. But as time went by and their numbers grew, they changed into the Makva-like communal purification. What about the Christians' baptism? Y'all ready for this? What about the Christians' baptism? Of course, it is all the same idea of purity and cleanliness. And the Christians believe that the mind and spirit are indeed cleansed by the baptism. He healed me. He, he led me to the door at the end of the room and opened it. Inside was a small room entirely made of sh shimmering white marble. In the middle of the room was a basin and made of the same material and filled with something I could not define. It does not look like water, I said, eyeing the glowing substance with suspicion. No, it is something else. This is Narashams, an electroplasma, an electroplasma substance that appears like liquid light. Mm. It actually means in Anka, the liquid of light. Now, or now, or, 
or sometimes man, manor or minarah means light. Shams means sun. Nawar in Arabic means light. So we know that she is going into this purification room and she's in this purification room where she said it's shimmering and it's full of marble and it's a liquid substance. It's not water. It is a liquid substance. And her apprentice, he is telling her that this liquid substance is what they use to purify and give you the holy purification of righteousness, of mental, of the spirit. Ashe. The Ulema in Egypt, Syria, Iraq, and Lebanon used the same word in their opening ceremony. Sometimes the word Nawar becomes, becomes Nar, which means fire. This is intentional because the Ulemas, like the Phoenicians, believed in fire as symbolic as in a symbolic procedure of the purification of thoughts. This created the word Men Nawar, meaning the enlightening or surrounding with light. And Anka, it is Menara, which if you knew any Hebrew, you might remember the Menara means a lamp. It's all connected. Later, the Illuminati used it as well. Anyway, to complete the first phase, all you have to do is spend a lifetime in this basin and enjoy the purification. I will not knock on the, I will knock on the door shortly. So she has to go in a yearly shimmering marble liquefaction for her purification and then y'all see how they said that baptisms are like purifying the, the 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 body and the flesh because it's a source of cleansing so meaning that water and anything that you use in that water and you set your intentions it can be used to purify you but this is what got me in this book. The Illuminati, allegedly, we're going to say allegedly, we don't need nobody coming for us. The Illuminati, allegedly, ran by the elite, the government, all right? Y'all believe in conspiracy theories, and if you don't, you heard of these things before. Um, they started doing these rituals. They do these rituals, but they do them for a separate effect. It's about the, when you're meditating and you're praying, it's about the intention. When when you're saging and cleansing your crystals, it's about the intention. When, when you're doing things out of the kindness of your heart, it's about the intention that you're putting forth. And a lot of people cannot understand, overstand, or understand enough what intention and true intention means, okay? The last of this part that we're going to go over, it says, the Nif Makaru Dash Ritual. He closed the door gently behind him, and I removed my clothes and entered the basin. The bath was the most pleasant cleaning experience I have ever encountered. Every minute made me feel lighter, happier, and more complete with myself and sparkling clean. I was, so, I was, I was sorry when the apprentice knocked on the door and asked me to get dressed and join him. Now, said the apprentice, you are ready for the second phase of the purification. It is called the Nif Maka Ra Dash Ritual. Heavens, what a name, I said. What does it mean? Nif means mine. Centuries later, it was used by terrestrials as Nifs or Ru, meaning soul or spirit. Since the Anunnaki did not believe in a separate soul, the mind was the only source of creation and mental development. Note that. Your mind is the only simple source of mental development. It's just, that's just it. it. You know, it's a lot of people, I, we'll break down soul in a minute, but it, you know, okay. It means the same thing in Akkadian, Hittite, Aramic, Hebrew, and Arabic. Malka means kingdom or higher level of knowledge and mental development. 
humans changed maka to malakut or malkaut. And the same of very similar words was again used in Aramic, Hebrew, Syriac, Coptic, Arabic, Phoenician, and so many other languages. Ru is the highest level of mental achievement. The Arabs will use the same word while the Hebrew word is ruach. However, the meaning changed in both languages to represent soul, not mind, and dash means revered. Now, let's get into the room where we can proceed. He opened another door and we entered a moderately sized room off the classroom. In the room was a cell sh shaped as a cone and transparent. The cell floated in the air approximately 12 centimeters above the ground. The top of the, the cell seemed to be connected to a beam originating from a grid attached to the ceiling. But the interesting thing was that the ceiling too floated in the air. It was, all, it was totally suspended on its own. Please step up to the cone, said the apprentice. A door opened and I entered to a contraption, much intrigued. I stood and waited, and suddenly a clear fog formed in the center. After a short while, the fog's color changed from white to silver, blue, in forms of waves. I felt nothing at all, but to my amazement, I saw something registering on the information board that was posted on the right side of the cell. I looked at it, bewildered, and suddenly I knew, with absolute certainty, that these were my thoughts that were registering on the machine. <laughs> I say, these thoughts began to take physical shape, which was instantly copied to the screen. The screen transformed the thoughts from into a thoughts form into a code, which I could not decipher. But very quickly, the code was transformed into a sequence of numerical values. I was not sure what the mysterious sequence meant. But later I found out that the sequence then is prescribed as a genetic formula. This genetic formula is the identity registration of the Anunnaki student. In terrestrial terms, you call it DNA. But more of it, but it is more than that. It is the level of mental readiness for the next stage. At this point, I heard a direction in my head as clear as it for someone was talking to me directly. Obviously, I approached on a telepathic level, something I was not yet used, not yet too accustomed to. I was told to free my mind of all thoughts. It is something like what Japanese call koan or kora, a state of mind of nothingness. Surprisingly, I managed to do so with great ease. I imagine this had something to do with the purification rituals because in the past when I tried to do the same in the order to meditate, I failed miserably. Then something began to happen. How often have we tried to meditate and couldn't last more than 10 to 15 seconds, especially for all my beginning yoga uh, people and my beginning people who are learning to meditate and set their and set their chakras and get their chakras in a line. How hard is it to clear your mind into nothingness? It's always hard. You're constantly going. You're constantly thinking about something. You're constantly worried. You're constantly like in your emotions and your feelings and in your thoughts. So just imagine being put in this machine and everything that you're going through is is is, is popping up on this wall, on this cell, in front of you, you're seeing the shit. Then the shit turns into a code that you can't decipher. And then the next thing you know, your mind is telling you to clear your thoughts and be ready for nothingness. Set your mind up for nothingness. Because when you are able to clear all your thoughts, you are able to tap into a different part of your brain that we will call the pineal gland, as known as your third eye, and you were able to be more intuitive, conduitive, 
clairvoyant, clairaudient, whatever it is that you need to be. Ashe. I imagine this has something to do with the purification rituals because in the past when I tried to do the same in the order to meditate, I felt miserably. Then something began to happen. Rays of various densities and colors surrounded me in the cloud. It is tempting to compare it to the aura in terrestrial terms, but it is not that case. It is not an aura because it is not bio-organic. It is entirely mental. The double and other copy of the mind and body of the student. What happened next took only one minute. And at the time, I could not understand what was really happening. But later, it was made extremely clear. Simultaneous, simultaneously, the sales, the sales check with the other copy of the mind and the body of the Anunnaki student to make sure that the double and the other copy of the mind and the body of the student are totally clean. So she just cloned her motherfucking self. She just cloned her goddamn self. During this phase, the Anunnaki student temporarily loses his or her memory for a very short time. This is how the telepathic, telepathic faculty is developed or enhanced in everyone. It is necessary since to serve the total community of the Anunnaki, the individual program inside each Anunnaki student is immediately shared with everybody. Incidentally, this is why there is such a big difference between extraterrestrial and human tele telepathy. On Earth, no one ever succeeds in emptying the whole mental content from human cells like the Anunnaki are so adept in doing and the conduit cannot be formed we i just said this we cannot fully clear our minds i don't care how hard you try how deep in meditation you be you got to be a top dog doctor shaman or somebody who be been doing this for years to be able to clear your mind she says on earth no one ever succeeds in emptying the whole metal content from human cells like the anunnaki are so adept in doing and the conduit cannot be formed lacking the conduit that is built for each anunnaki the human mind is not capable of communication with the extraterrestrials however don't think for a moment that there is any kind of invasion of privacy she said the simplistic idea of any of your friends tapping into your private thoughts does not exist for the anunnaki their telepathy is rather complicated it says the Anunnaki have collective intelligence and the individual intelligence. And this is directly connected to two things. The first in the access to the community depot of knowledge that any Anunnaki can tap in and update or require additional knowledge. The second is individual prevention shield, also referred to as personal privacy. This means that an Anunnaki can switch on and off their direct link or perhaps better defined as a channel to another Anunnaki. So they don't go around just reading each other's minds and knowing what each other's fucking talking about. They got an on and off switch. They can turn that bitch on or turn that bitch off. This last portion says by establishing the screen or filter, an Anunnaki can block others from either communication with them or her or simply prevents others from reading any personal thought. Filter, screen, or shield are interchangeably used to describe the privacy and protection. In addition, an Anunnaki can program telepathy and set it up on any chosen levels, exactly as we turn on our radio set and select the station that we wish to listen to. Telepathy has several frequencies, channels, and stations. When the established 
when the establishment of the conduit is complete, the student leaves the conic cell and heads towards the section assigned to him or her at the classroom. In my case, I was just about to finish my orientation with all with the all-important conversation with the Sinhar. Discuss my mission with her before it was to be communicated to the council and make a few important decisions for future, both personal and professional. Ashe, so that is um, the ending breakdown of our rabbit hole part three in the beginning of uh, our podcast today. We were able to talk about Jane Elliott. So how does it feel to know about what we are researching and reading and studying today? You know, like for me, when I'm meditating, I often have a hard time focusing on just nothingness and, you know, like the white, the white dot or the black dot or anything that you can see with your eyes closed and put and put yourself in that Kundalini energy into a space of nothingness. So that way you are able to do more and feel more and be more of who you are as a human being. But not only that, tap into your powers a lot more. Um, we often run into mediums and psychic readers and intuitive readers and all these people that can do all these things. And you wonder how they are able to tap into their Kundalini energy and be able to put their self in a space of the planets and the stars and galaxies and things of that nature. You know what I'm saying? And it's often very exciting to read that um, it's more out there for us to learn than what we have been taught. Um, and to break it back to Jane Elliott, we have to understand, understand and understand that our history never started with slavery. Our history started way before that. And if you ever wanted to read or research or Google or YouTube anything about Jane Elliott, she is a faded black woman. That's what she would tell you. And she is definitely on her shit. Um, I definitely love her. We will be starting our Google Meets um, class January 17th. Um, I did post a video of the list of books. If you all want to be involved and enjoy and enjoy and enjoy and join um the google meets class it will be january 17th all you have to do is email me at kanisha boyd at gmail.com that is c-a-n-e-c-i-a-b-o-y-d at gmail.com so that way you can get the link sent to you via email and you can join the google meets um class that we'll be held in because we'll be going down the rabbit hole with of events with each other and we'll be doing more of like breaking down definitions words how to the pronunciations what happened different biblical stories um we will uh be pulling up different things like um i know a lot of y'all watch the jesus of nazareth y'all watch uh moses y'all watch all the ten commandments all these things so it's time for us to go back and create the real image that we need to see in these people. And, you know, we we, uh, we talked about the women in the Bible that don't get much love. You know what I'm saying? Miriam, Mary, Rebecca, Hannah, all those women who was able to bore those children. You know what I'm saying? Like I said, they don't want to talk about how these women was married to these men and ain't none of them had babies by them. We don't want to talk about that. That's a, that's a topic of a different day. You know what I'm saying? But thank y'all for tuning in to your podcast. I'm your girl, Need Baby. This is Brent Fires, and we are A.O. Lily, I've been thinking about us, 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 about us,